Everybody. Welcome to Spoilers. Today we're spoiling Rick and Morty Season 3, Episode 2. Um, we got an opening question sent in from one of our listeners, uh, Remy, out in the Greensboro area. Um, so, guys, I want you to int- introduce yourselves. And the opening question starts with, uh, when was the last time you drank a Smirnoff Ice, Drew? Well, this is Pappy. We're from Denver, Colorado. Uh, I don't know who Remy is. He sounds like a very good boy, but uh, I think he's a defensive a player ice. for Manchester United or something. Could be, but I've been drinking Smirnoff Ice in at least three years. I really don't remember the last time. It's been a while. Mm, questionable. This is Josh Jordan's older brother from Goshen, Indiana. I think it's been, I got to say like eight or nine years, I, like too long to know. Like why? Why are you asking us this? Yeah. Because I had to think of a easier question than our last opening question is what I was told. So that was my backup. That was really hard. <laughs> Significantly harder, I feel like. <laughs> That to search your memory bank a little bit, Pappy. What's so hard about that? <laughs> I don't have the muscle memory of uh, Morty's arm. That's fair enough. <laughs> For Smirnoff Ice. <laughs> ice Chuck Freebie segue. Segue into that. Who the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> what? You don't go know ahead. Chuck? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Go on. Go ahead. Just go ahead. Nice segue, Pappy, into, like I said, Season 3, Episode 2 of Rick and Morty. Uh, This one is titled Rick Mancing the Stone. Uh, I would say that kind of the general issue in this episode is that uh, Morty and Summer are both kind of processing their parents' divorce. And we start out with them. uh, They come out of a wormhole, and the show kind of starts from there. So, Pappy, kind of what's the first thing that poked out to you in this episode? Um, What kind of caught your attention and got your first laugh here? Uh, I thought it was pretty funny where uh, Morty's dad is just standing all sad in the driveway and no one gives a shit about about him. Uh, <laughs> I got to say, the first sir. time I heard, yeah, the wind. <laughs> it's so funny. Is that from like an old timey movie or something or is that just a straight? Harm Dan Harmon original. Like, what's what is that joke? If it's no idea, yeah, I don't know if it's a reference to anything or if they're just totally slagging off more or uh, dad right here. What's his name? I'm gonna Google loser in the wind (laughs) and I'll get and I'll get back to you. Jerry, (laughs) Jerry is his name, but uh, I mean, like, so they just like go on another adventure right away, and like, I think Rick says something to the effect of like. I don't mind exploiting your sadness like the church, the army, blah, 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 blah. But he like, lists off like three things and they start off on this new Mad Max adventure. It's such <laughs> a funny, like quick opening sequence. Yeah, yeah. So they're basically ex- escaping this new adventure to get away from like their dad who's all sad because uh, he and the mom are getting divorced. Um, and so they hop into the Mad Max universe. Pretty quickly we find out that Morty is not cool. It's just killing random uh 
nuclear waste zombies, but Summer totally is, and she kills their their like leader, I guess. Uh, Pappy, what's his name in Mad Max Fury Road? What's what's like Immortan Joe? Yeah, Immortan Joe, like his analog, I guess, in this episode, and then they kind of become the saviors because the people have said that they've erased weak blood. Um, it kind of ensues from there. Josh, that happens really. That happens really quickly. It does, but it sets up the rest of the episode. What were we gonna ask? Did you find any uh, references to Loser in the Wind? <laughs> I just went down a rabbit hole of like, Rick is a ghost haunting Jerry in a different dimension because I like. I'm sorry. That's why I was quiet for a minute there. <laughs> No, but yeah, he he sh- they shoot the weak blood. <laughs> so they kind of join this clan of uh, nuclear waste survivors, I suppose. Um, <laughs> pretty soon we meet Armithy. Josh, can you describe how Armithy is uh, born here? Wow, I I didn't catch that Armithy was its name, <laughs> but uh, Rick in a ploy to distract the mutants so that he could attain like a big glowing green like crystal that has a bunch of power in it which is really like the main thing behind this whole episode that's like the motivation what do you call that isotope 322 (laughs) what do you call that like uh the 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 schrodinger what what is it the Chekhov's gun no like in pulp fiction like the object of motivation that's like kind of mysterious this is going to be edited out oh, later. But... Our banks. No. What? <laughs> Pappy knows what I'm saying. The MacGuffin. Yeah, yeah the MacGuffin. MacGuffin. Yeah, so MacGuffin's this big green glowing rock. And Rick says, I'm going to make you, Morty, a gladiator. And I'll give you all this like muscle memory. And he just like, there's a severed arm on the ground. And he like takes some DNA out of it and puts it into Morty's arm. And before he gets a chance to like do another like limb or something of Morty, that arm grabs the syringe out of his hand and like <laughs> smashes it on the ground. <laughs> so Morty is like with a big like muscular masturbation wrists just huge <laughs> like limb and then he he gets chucked into the battle and i'll let you pick back up from there jordan well i think the funniest part here is that there's a lot of memes where they show like rick getting like punched in the chin and he flies like 30 feet there's so many memes from that so we should definitely post some of those when this episode posts so yeah, he throws Morty in like the Thunderdome to distract everybody and Rick can hopefully get away with, he can hopefully go Rick Mance the stone and get it back to his lab. He ends up getting caught partially because of Armithy, the big <laughs> mutant arm on uh, Morty, like points him out as the thief when everyone figures it out. And he ends up escaping. He <laughs> escaped- <laughs> That's he escaped- a really funny scene, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because the arm kind of like along the way, he's like talking and like pointing things out and definitely like pushing the plot <laughs> along. <laughs> Armithy's a real person. Armithy's <laughs> like Lassie almost. <laughs> so Rick uh, actually ends up going back to uh, like the home dimension, I guess, and has to build a few or build a few robots to impersonate Morty and Summer as they kind of entertain the mom as she's, like, also mourning her divorce. Uh, Pap, what did you think of the Silicon Morty and Summer here? 
Uh, I liked it when Rick was saying stuff like take the, like move up, move motion up 30%, take the crying <laughs> down 15%. Like Just playing with their emotions here. And it led to my favorite in the whole moment of the whole episode later on where uh, the Morty becomes sentient and like the AI <laughs> tries to like break out of it. I want to run through a stream. Him, has yeah. to shut him down like three times before. Yeah. That's a really creepy scene actually. I mean that. Yeah. The side plot was hilarious. It's pretty nuts to see him like gain consciousness and like battle with his own code to like break out, and then um, uh, Rick's trying to like shut <laughs> down the entire time. And somehow the mom is just oblivious, and she's like, <laughs> "You get she's the feeling she's a really smart person, but she is oblivious." <laughs> she's drinking wine the whole time, man. She's wasted. Like Morty says something like, "My quote unquote." Uh, motions or something like that she's like oh you millennials and your funny terms <laughs> but like do you guys think that any of this series is like like maybe rick doesn't really have all these powers and part of it is like the imagination of these kids going through like these hard times with the parents emotion or do you think that's like a little no i don't know i, I no <laughs> no Dude, I, no <laughs> i mean like because this the divorce thing is only like a recent development, like in the last like five episodes. No, their marriage has been in trouble the entire time. It's been a running theme. It was good in the first season. Well, that's like Beth, Beth's whole uh, thing, though, is like she idolizes her dad because he's like a fucking super genius. So like she she just lets him get away with true. everything. Jerry's real stupid. And Jerry's a dummy. <laughs> yeah. Loser. <laughs> Thank you. So Rick's solution to this whole sentient Morty is to fix him and then also create a robot Rick to keep distracting <laughs> to keep distracting Beth and uh, Rick goes back into the nuclear wasteland to rescue the kids. And the reason like this whole Silicon family exists is because Rick straight up ditches Summer and Morty in this Mad Max world. Like yeah. he's like, okay, I don't give a crap about you. See ya. That is maybe the major theme of this episode. Do you think he's really this like doesn't care nihilistic grandpa, or do you think he's being like the master trainer, like sensei in this in this episode? I feel like he's more like the like unwilling hero. Like he he likes Morty despite the re- the fact that he could have like a thousand Mortys on different dimensions. Like. He is partial to his own Morty for his like own personal reasons. That's what like grounds the whole show. Like, there's even one point where like at the beginning of the episode, they're like, "Well, you have infinite sisters, but it's not worth it to track one down for the rest of my day." So, su- it yeah. takes a whole some, day. Some, come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's one of the, like the key points of the entire series is, you know, like is is Rick just some asshole that's like living out his life and getting wasted and going on adventures or does he actually care about his family? There's also a lot of, yeah, go ahead. And and I think it's awesome because I don't really think there's one answer to that. I think he goes back and forth and it provides for a lot of humor, but a lot of realism. I mean, he's not, he's gray. He's not black. Yeah. But but I think the main point of this episode though, is that three weeks they spend in the Mad Max world, just like to avoid their problems. And he builds this whole like, (laughs) 
society with TV and like lawnmowers and jealous neighbors and everything just to not deal with like his family's problems. (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) He makes a silicone like sentient. AI family. Yeah, they're like getting groceries. They (laughs) have t shirts. Like this whole like a post apocalyptic (laughs) world is like back on track. (laughs) Just just because he has on one scene, he goes, he like pauses and he goes, oh wait, we'll be right back. Don't mind us if we have different clothing on when we come back in the room. (laughs) Dude, when they go back to the post apocalyptic wasteland, Summer comes home with groceries. She gets stopped by the neighbors, and they they were like just fighting in the blood dome a day ago, and they come up they come out to Summer, and they're like, "We noticed you were putting some blue metal in or some metal in the uh, blue recycling containers. They actually go in the green. yeah. I get it. They're like full blown recycling hipsters. That's played by uh, Tony Hale, by the way, who plays Buster on Arrested Development. There's a few uh, little cameos that I didn't catch the first time. Um, Joel McHale was actually <laughs> Hemorrhage, uh, Summer's boyfriend, I suppose. Yeah, the seemingly mutant cyborg who takes <laughs> off his helmet just to be like a total Anglo-Saxon dude with a mustache. Do you have the, the phrase mustache. hat on a hat here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, were there any other cameos that were that snuck by me on that one? I feel like those are the main ones. But another community character to add to the uh, extensive collection already. Yeah, that's all I saw. No, I'm not saying anything else. Oh, um, right. So he, they go back and they, Rick uh, makes the new world for them, and they all kind of decide that this isn't the world for them, and that they need to go home and uh, deal with their problems head on. And Rick makes a portal, and then he continues to steal the all the. Uh, Pappy, what's the isotope that he has? 322. Isotope 322, Rick. <laughs> he steals as much as he can reach before he hops in the portal, and uh, the world, like the room, goes dark on that end. And they come back. No, that's that's not what? a very good summation of that, because he, re- you like, there's a reveal that like he's running this whole society on like a little small rock that's like an 80th of the big rock. So he jumps into the portal, taking the big rock, and you're like, oh, that motherfucker, he got him. Is that what he does? And then he reaches back up and grabs (laughs) that little 80th percentage (laughs) rock and takes that too. And it's like, what a dick. And Rick has this whole throwaway line to Morty before that. He's like, yeah, like they're going to fall apart eventually. Like all these, like, pre-apocalyptic relationships in the last five to six years are just speeding it up with a little modern technology, like implying that he was just trying to, like, <laughs> make him complacent and just be super lazy. That's fair. So they get back um and they manage to somehow without Beth's noticing replace the silicone family. Uh they do all come back in different clothing. Uh Summer's in her armor still. <laughs> Morty has a half-torn shirt from Armathy being so huge and Rick is <laughs> I think just Oh, you didn't you didn't wrap up Armathy's plot either oh that's true yeah yeah sorry let me rewind a little bit um, <laughs> so for armathy the only way that they they establish that the only way that he will die he's kind of a ghost at this point the only way that he Casper, can die is to, unfinished business <laughs> is to finish his original <laughs> mission and kill uh 
kill the people that killed his family and his tribe, I guess, in this post-apocalyptic world. And he ends up having to climb into it's very his much like uh, It's very much like Gladiator meets Casper. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. It's just a combination, combination of movies I never thought I'd hear. <laughs> he has to sneak up into a castle and he kills a, a ton of guards on his way um, with his, just his huge arm and he finally finds like the king who ordered this tribe be killed and he ends up having to how would you des- how would you des- how would you describe this king pap uh he's kind of weaselly he's very much the uh prince from uh a princess bride like super squirmy kind of like he says something to the effect of well i was born into being a slaver so really i'm the victim here or something like that <laughs> <laughs> what are the name of his like little handmaids do you remember <laughs> I remember Pappy. Uh, something about washing his taint and washing his genitals, and like one of them brushed up against the other, and they were on warning after that. But I forget what their official title was. It was taint washer and ball washer. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> and that's for you, ball washer. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. So uh, sorry, you're good, man. Armithy has to kill. <laughs> has to kill the prince, so he sets about in drowning him. He succeeds temporarily, and Morty and Rick are kind of having a little talk here. Josh, what what did you think of this next little part? Shh, now we're both oh, accountable. <laughs> <laughs> the prince starts to, like, gargle back to life. Arms so... Rick's like, so small, though. <laughs> Rick's like, you gotta finish him off, so Rick grabs Morty's hands and guides him to the throat of the nearly dead prince and re-drowns him again. It's kind of gruesome, but it's so funny. It's hilarious. He says, like, the long, the longer you wait, the more it comes close to, like, just murdering him twice. Yeah. Full. <laughs> so, uh, what, they get back to uh, normal Earth, I guess. They replace their silicone counterparts and uh, all kind of talk to Beth in their own normal messed up ways i guess and she, I, it seems like she likes the robots better pappy good point uh, i mean yeah kind of like summer goes to see her dad uh but rick's a, <laughs> dude or the the line with morty is so funny because he's like <laughs> you know if dad wanted to be here he would have fought to be here blah 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 blah. like i'm at peace with it and then she goes you're right, Morty. Let's go run through a stream, which is like the last thing the robot said. And, and Morty goes, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny because it just turns out like an emotional moment on its head. But no, nah, I was satisfied with that because it also like goes into like Jerry and Summer, like with some like skull exchange something or other. Oh, yeah. The post credit scene. Yeah. And I think actually the last bit of the episode is jerry kind of admitting that he's been using prostitutes dude i don't think he was i think he was like genuinely no. surprised he's like yeah i don't think he knew what they so were that's what they were uh, I, I thought he was <laughs> i think that's a naive reading of the situation i think jerry is super naive and stupid based on everything <laughs> i've ever seen <laughs> there is a post-credit scene hey. where it's called a loser again yeah <laughs> True. Yeah, this whole thing is the post-credit scene, and Summer like has kind of a a coming to peace moment with Jerry, and then after they realize that 
the prostitutes are outside. I think she kind of leaves, and yeah, the wind rustles through the leaves again, and <laughs> we get attacked by that like, like wolf a... who wants his unemployment check. Oh, there's that as well. <laughs> and he's like, "Do you want these snacks or my unemployment check?" And the wolf wants the unemployment <laughs> check. And he's like, "Wait, this causes me actual harm, and this is like a snack for you. That's really what you want." <laughs> <laughs> the wolf just like eats it and like pukes it up <laughs> and then it goes loose <laughs> that's down there with some of like the most pitiful Jerry moments that I think I've ever seen there's some really bad ones though I think this is I think this is rock bottom <laughs> don't you it's, yeah so last we see him for a minute I think or I, I predict. Don't want I mean, to think of his, I guess we'll have to see in in episode to. three and four. We'll have to see. We don't know. Is it lower? Is it rock bottom here? Or when he had to go to like the planet of Rick's, like the Rick daycare? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty bad. And, he, and they at the end, they exchange them. And there's a lot of movie or uh, theater, Reddit theories that say that they don't even have their original Jerry, but they're all equally. Well, it doesn't pitiful. matter. <laughs> Which Jerry? Yeah, they wouldn't even know. (laughs) Jerry Smith. (laughs) I think one other thing I wanted to hit on about this episode is I don't like the title. It's Rickmancing the Stone. And the movie Romancing the Stone is like, it's an 80s movie, but it's basically like an Indiana Jones adventure knockoff. It has nothing to do with Mad Max. I don't know why they didn't name like Mad Max as the the title eh. except for like they're going after that green stone i don't know it's it's nitpicky but i think it's kind of funny I think they, you could have gone for like an easy looking for easier joke with like a thunder dome or blood dome or something else but, but you can't yeah. sneak rick into any of those names or morty really it's just funny morty dome yeah. uh mad morty yeah i guess you could hmm. i mean it's not a big deal but i Maybe I'm just missing the romancing to the stone, um, like the actual references to that movie. No, I, I don't I think there were any, but it's just like a play on movie titles. I mean, as Josh, as, as the elder uh, statesman here, significantly elder statement statesman, I feel like you should speak on that, having seen these old movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was a little a little brush up off air that happened between the two long brothers that's sort of carrying over right now where Josh <laughs> claimed that Jordan has seen Romancing the Stone and Jordan didn't believe that to be true. And we said, save it, save it. So, Well, I mean, our dad, for some reason, was a big fan of this movie. And it's not a great <laughs> movie, but I'd hold it pretty dear because we had to watch it three or four times in our childhood. And I was just shocked when Jordan was like, I've never seen this movie. It's like, no. I mean, does it count as seeing it if you can't remember? You love Michael Douglas and Danny DeVito. <laughs> I mean, th- this is true, but I can't say I've seen the movie. When you were... F- no. Well, when you were four. No. This is embarrassing, but I think you got your first boner to Kathleen Turner. Oh, Jesus What Christ. do you remember about that day, Josh? What's that? <laughs> Let's go and do yeah, say Jordan, Jordan was watching Romancing the Stone, and he was romancing his own stones. Oh, you know man. Dude, this is Wait, let's Google weird. her. What was her name? <laughs> Kathleen. 
I'm looking her up too. I'd want to see Turner. Turner. Little rough in her old age. Stone boner. <laughs> no, no, Jordan. Uh, You'd have to look up Jordan. I mean, God. I mean, I don't blame you, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, neither do I. I also don't blame four-year-old Jordan. <laughs> oh, all right. Sorry. It might be an edit point. Nope. Kathleen Turner, friend of the show. Uh, hope we can have you on sometime. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I think unless anybody has any final thoughts, I, I was going to do kind of favorite favorite parts of the episode or underrated parts maybe and kind of sign off from there. Yeah, yeah, I have one thing. As some people of this pod may know, I'm Jordan's older brother, like we just said. And I just wanted to call him out real quick on not being on the pod much lately, not being on Blackout Passion episode, which was episode 100. Also, no train whistle. Was there a question there? Damn, dude. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> no, we haven't seen that episode yet. There's an Easter egg for the for the future. No, just as a, a older brother, you're allowed to call him out. So, no questions. Just wanted to say, miss you, bro. No, man, that's cool. Uh, no, I'd, I've been moving house recently, and so I've been pretty busy. And we've also had some family visits. But to all all our listeners out there, I will say, the fellows have been putting out some excellent content so uh go back and listen to episode 100 because this will come out after that right yeah 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 Yeah. and uh if you can if you're listening to it at home obviously not if you're driving while you listen to our blackout passion podcast but try to have some scotch on you uh pappy's gonna request you to drink with your pappy at one point during the (laughs) podcast and so you should you should indulge him i think so have some uh some scotch on hand if you can and listen Uh, I, I'm. This is off the top of my head, but we will we will make it happen. If you if you tweet at us with the time marker that Pappy says drink scotch with your Pappy, we will send <laughs> you a Blackout Passion T-shirt. First person to tweet us that time code, and I'm not joking, because no one is gonna get to that point in that episode. <laughs> I'll front that to say this, this is all news to me. This is not pre-planned. <laughs> it's not pre-planned at all. So for me, I thought the part in the blood dome with uh, Morty you know, with you <laughs> was very underrated. Uh, I'll give this episode a yes. Uh, very funny. Love the movie parodies. Yes it's me. lit. And this is Josh. I think the fact that, like, really this episode boils down to, like, both kids dealing with a divorce. But, like, there's so many entertaining things that just, like, bury that. It's Rick and Morty. It's a yes. Yeah, and uh, this is Jordan. Um, Definite yes for me. It was one of those, and I feel like there's a few Rick and Morty episodes like this where the first time I watched it, I was like, man, that was all right. And I've watched it probably four times since then. And I like pick up on a lot more things every time. I, there's a few like subplots I didn't pick up on at all the first time. I don't know if that's me just not paying close enough attention or being distracted, whatever. But definitely a good one to go back and check out again if you didn't love it on the first time. But it's de- a definite yes. Solid follow-up from the early, early release of Season 3, Episode 1. Way back in, was it April that we did our previous show, Pat? I think so, yeah. It's an April, April Fool's, Fool's Day. Yeah, it's an April yeah. Fool's. 
Yeah, so it's been a while. It's been a long wait. Around uh, the time the Boss it's, Baby episode came out. So, right, it's been a long <laughs> wait for uh, episode two of season three. Um, I think we'll uh, throw it off to Spoiler Man here. Thanks, everybody, for listening. What's up, Spoiler Man? Take it away, my good friends. Subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. Please don't forget to leave us a review by searching for Movie Spoilers, clicking on the cereal bowl, select the Reviews tab, and leave us some stars and some words. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. That was Spoilers. If you tweet at us with the time marker that Pappy says, drink scotch with your Pappy, we will send you a Blackout Passion t-shirt.